Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. It is a production of ResurrectMinistry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel, hopefully to every corner of the earth. Uh, before Jesus Christ returns, we must share the gospel to the corners of the earth as far as, as, far as the eye can see. <laughs> uh, we have our old, uh, our four, our previous podcast podcast episodes whatever format you're interested in viewing them you could choose there i have the christian post articles that i've written in the past and we have some books that you might find interesting devotionals pastors that you may have never heard we love to hear from you drop us a line send us a comment if you have any suggestions books you'd like us to list or um prayer requests whatever it may be and if you care to partner with us you can click the donate now button with this video or podcast, whatever format you're watching, please like, share, subscribe um, so that we could um, reach as many people as possible. Reach as many people as possible. <laughs> and that helps when you do that. Commenting during the show, on the replay, whatever. Let us know that you're watching. Oh, just like one just came in right now. Let's see. Corrine. Hey, nice to see you. Hi, Corrine. Can't believe that she's awake. And here we are. <laughs> here, let me get rid of, uh, oops. Oh, and just so everybody knows, because a friend of ours asked us this today, and I think it's a really good question because mm -hmm. maybe it's stopping other people. If you click the live button, it's not like we could see you or know that you're on. So you could right. still remain pretty anonymous if you choose to. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I, I actually used to think that myself. Oh, really? I was always afraid of clicking the live button and that they would automatically know I was there. Oh, um. Yeah, Sometimes. so you can spy on us if you want. Yeah. But we would really like it if you would comment and say hello and hi and, you know, comment on the devotional, that kind of stuff. Hey, Lisa, nice yes. to see you. Hi, Lisa. Like that. Yes. And that's all we can see. And then, you know, then you just listen. But uh, we would love to hear what your comments are on the devotional and the scripture that we're reading and any of uh, the commentary that we have to go along with it. So we're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for July 29th. And the reference is Psalm 7323 that says, Yet I am always with you as Hedia leaves. <laughs> but no, we're talking about God. Yet I am always with you. <laughs> From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he says, Yet, as if to say, in spite of all the foolishness and ignorance that David had been confessing to God in yesterday's devotion, he was not all he was not at all less certain he was saved and accepted and that the blessings of being constantly in God's presence was, were in undoubtedly his fully aware of his own sinful condition and the deceitfulness and vileness of his nature. He nevertheless sings through a glorious outburst of faith. Yet I am always with you. Believer, do you feel compelled to agree with Asaph who composed this psalm for David? Do you agree with his confession and acknowledgement of sin and in the same spirit say, yet, since I belong to Christ, I am continually with God? By saying, I am always with you, he meant, I am continually on his mind, and he is always thinking of my welfare. The eyes of the Lord are constantly on me. For he who watches over me will never slumber nor sleep. I am continually in his hand, and no one can snatch me out of my father's hand. My name is constantly on his heart, 
as a memorial, just as the high priest constantly wore the breastplate bearing each of the names of the sons of Israel over his heart. You are always thinking of me, O God. Your deep love continually yearns for me, and your sovereignty is always working for my good. You have set me like a seal on your arm, for your love as, is as strong as death. May waters can, many waters cannot quench your love. Rivers cannot wash it away. What astonishing grace that you see in me, Christ, and that in myself alone I would be abhorred by you, but that you see me clothed in Christ's garments and washed in his blood. Thus I stand accepted in your presence. Constantly I am always in your favor, always with you. In this I found true comfort for the tried and afflicted soul, who may appear calm on the outside, but is vexed by the, an inner storm. Yet say in, a, in your heart and receive the peace it gives, yet I am always with you. That is pretty amazing that God, God knows everything. Yes. Like you still love me, but you don't know what goes on in this little head all the time. Like there's, there's some, there's some stuff that goes on in my head, but you can't see that. I I keep that from you, but it's always about how much I love you and how beautiful you are. That's, that's what it always is. But, but see, you love me based on my actions and based on what I say out loud. Right. And sometimes you can tell my mood by my facial expressions, I think. Yes. But what's more miraculous is that God loves us and he knows what we're thinking <laughs> and what it is we want Which to do, but stop so ourselves sad. from doing. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't love me if I knew what I was thinking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That just hit me. Just re- reading it this time. What do you, what do you get out of this devotional? Uh, the first, I, I read um, to Andy the entire Psalm 73, because I think when you read this first paragraph, it's really, um, and it's interesting because I'm in this short devotional that I'm doing in the morning called Wild Prayers. And um, the the guy who's doing the devotional was saying the same thing, that really um, powerful prayers. We have to look at the Psalms of David and realize that he, he was brutally honest with God, that a wild prayer could be a brutally honest prayer. And so... Um, he was confessing his foolishness and his ignorance in Psalm 73, and that he was no less certain that he was saved and accepted, and that he was undoubtedly always in God's presence. Despite the deceitfulness and vileness of his nature, he never um, felt that God wasn't with him. Mm. And uh, I just love that. And when you read Psalm 73, it talks very much about how um, – upset he is that the wicked people get all these great looking things and they seem like they have these great lives and he has to live with oppression and an injustice that's being done to him. And he asks God, like, why in the world would you do things this way? And then God reveals to his heart. It's not that way. My, their time is coming. They will suffer wrath. And then he feels all guilty. Oh my God, I can't believe I thought this way. And I accused you of God, God of being unjust and I love you so much and I will always be with you and you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All of that in one, in one song. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I think, uh, I think that's what God would love from each of us is to just be like, I'm just wretched. God, I feel terrible. 
I, um, I can never get it right. And I'm really upset about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then, but I know you're great and I know you're above it all and your mm. ways are not my ways. And I'm just waiting for your victory. And meanwhile, my heart is hard or my heart is heavy or my heart is, you know, in pain, but I love you. And I remember, um, when a, a friend of mine just recently got a diagnosis of cancer and, and she was saying, Oh, it's okay. And I know God is good. And, and I was like, listen, you know what, let's just take a minute to just be really upset. Um, not a God, but just a sad, you know what I mean? This is devastating. You're about to go through chemo and all these other like horrific experiences. It's okay to sit and grieve and be like, this really stinks. is miserable. Yeah. This is, this stinks. <laughs> um, and then we'll go back to praising and, and trusting in God. We're always trusting in God, but it's okay um, to acknowledge to God. I just feel crummy and I'm sad or I'm mm. angry or I'm disappointed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's healthy. Right. That's what Spurgeon is saying. And that's what the devotional I was reading this morning was saying. Very good. Because we're not hiding anything as to your point. He knows it. Mm -hmm. He knows our state. So trying to hide it with fluffy, cute prayers are just meaningless. With a fake smile. With a fake smile. It's like the blood of sacrifices and the, the blood of bulls. God says, I want your obedience, faith, not blood of lambs oh yeah very interesting he used to say that to the israelites love that um let's hear let's go with jim and see what jim has to say in several scriptures our lord promises to be with us just as he said to joshua i will be with you i will never leave you or forsake you that doesn't mean however that a believer's life is easy if that were true, the Lord would not have to have said to Joshua several times, be strong and courageous. Then God gives him the prescription for success. Success in his eyes, not in the eyes of the world. <laughs> be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from them from the right to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Father, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Can you imagine um, Joshua is you know, going on to lead the, the Israelites and he keeps hearing from God. Now be strong. Don't be afraid. Don't get discouraged. Be strong. Be courageous. Imagine you're like, oh no, what am I in for? <laughs> that God had to repeat that 12 times in a paragraph. Yeah. Like what? What is coming next? <sighs> I love this part that uh, he says, um, success, is, success in his eyes, not the eyes of the world. And immediately my mind went to, if I'm, sitting here with uh, a friend of mine who's not a believer. So let's say uh, a friend of mine named Jay, he's an atheist. So I'm sitting here with Jay and we're, we're you know, training dogs. Cause that's what we did. That's how I know him is from dog training. And um, we stop at a seven 11 and I get, you know, a bubbly, you know, and he gets uh, whatever he's going to drink and he gets a lot of lottery ticket. And he, we're sitting there next to each other. And I'm, uh, you know, while he's scratching his lottery ticket, 
I'm talking to some guy, you know, in line maybe, and he sees my cross and I talk to him and then somehow I'm able to share with him about Jesus Christ. Okay. Jay wins $10 million on his lottery ticket ah, okay. and screams and yells and goes, ah, yes. And, and I, through my discussion with this man who was far away from Christ, but because I was able to share my testimony a very short period of time, he goes, you know what? You got me. I, I, I believe I want to, I want to, I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. Awesome. I had success in his eyes. Amen. He has success in the world. Right. I should be screaming like I just won the lottery, like he did. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. That, that I should not be then. Oh, oh, that's not fair. Get away from me, bro. Can, you know, he, this guy won $10 million. Uh, you know, oh I mean, God. I mean, there is the difference is that in like one moment you could see what it means to be successful totally. in the world and then successful in his eyes is that I shared the word of God. I shared what what my life is like now that I've, you know, have uh, have accepted Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior yes. and brought another person in. I discipled to somebody. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. That's success. That's winning the lottery. Absolutely. Sorry, that seemed, was that long or is no, that? No, that was fantastic. <laughs> but I got, but as soon as he read that, those, those words, success in his eyes and not in the world, that's immediately what my mind went Great to. Great visual. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's say hi to some of our folks, unless you wanted to no, step go. right in there. You got to say hi to, uh, let's see, who we do we miss? We, uh, Lisa, Kate. We Kate. And, oh, Kate. Hello, Kate. Good day, Kate. Good day, Kate from Australia and Carrie News. Hi, Carrie. You. She says we look littler. Yes. Does that think, mean skinnier? Yes, because we because we're eating. No, because we're look at I can pull my shirt tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should do. I should have you tie my shirt in the back in a knot. Oh yeah. That like makes, the girls too. Yeah, so it makes me look thinner. But also I I'm wearing mean, white. Doesn't white make you look thinner? Or does white make you look heavier? Which way is it? Black make black makes you look thinner. Oh. So man, black if I look thinner make. and I'm wearing white. That's really that, saying something. That's something special. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> Sorry. We just lived in the world there for a second. We did. Yep. Hey, Cindy. Nice to see you. Hi, Cindy. Pastor Cindy. Carrie says. Good point. Many Christians seem to feel they can't speak their hearts. Stiff upper lip and all. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially out here in the OC, we're the land of the plastic people. I, I It just seems that people really struggle with being honest. Um, just being honest about life too and the struggles of life and mm -hmm. because it also in a community of believers how do you get people to pray for you if you won't be honest oh sure you know um the prayer of a righteous person go to one another confess your sins so that you shall be healed the prayers of a righteous person avails much mm -hmm. so none of that happens without being honest to one another <gasps> Carrie's saying she's one of those stiff upper lip and all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Marcos. Hey, Marcos. Love seeing you on Marcos. Yeah. We're going to see you tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow's church Sunday. Oh, and you guys you'll probably see each other at Buds too. Yeah. Uh, Kate said. Oh, just found out Matt's leaving in two weeks. Matt is Kate's son moving all the way to Canada. Oh. I'm so sorry, Kate. That's so difficult. We're definitely going to be praying for peace and for um, blessings and prosperity for them as they venture on this new life. It must be very scary for them, too. And um, may the Lord give you peace over this decision. We know it's heartbreaking for you, but may you see the um, the blessing in it. 
as you see their lives improve. Yeah, sure. Carrie gave me a little applause. Yay, uh, Andy, uh, for being skinny? Or? For my, no, for my story. Oh, for the story. <laughs> for the lotto. For the and, lotto story. Yes. Oh, nice. And absolutely, Marcos will see, see us you there. tomorrow. All right, let's read some of the scripture here. We got uh, Psalm 73, 23 we're going to start with. Yeah, I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. Do you know if there's a significance about the right hand? Always. I mean, it, it just yes. seems like that's... God a, does upholds all righteous things with the right hand, and the book of life will be in the right hand. Um, those on the right hand Sitting of at God, the right, yep. Yeah. Did you want to read this? Um, not the whole thing, but I think I, I gave a, I thought a decent summary about why it was so about the Psalm and the Psalm 73 that, that he's jealous of the wicked people. And then it gets revealed to David's heart that it was their end is not good though. They may be enjoying life um, in this time, in this time period, their end will be in ruin. And um, that's when he actually apologizes. He says, my heart was grieved and my spirit was embittered and I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you, yet I'm always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me to glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength and my portion forever. See, and that's the... <laughs> That was the thing about about David being after God's own heart. Like he just was so eloquent with his um, expression of devotion and love to God. You know, and if we go back to the lottery yeah. story, you know, from what I understand, a large percentage of people who win a, a large amount of, of money, lottery, they it destroys them, yep. it destroys their family and their uh, relationships and that kind of stuff that it's uh, ends up being a curse. Right. Psalm 33, 18, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Someone unfailing. unfailing love, you know, and you have people that are, you know, in and out of relationships all the time and they're always looking for love. Looking for love. And, and you would think bro. that you could, you know, if we would just share with them, the story of God's unfailing love, the truth about God's unfailing love, that that would, that would solve one of their problems. Well, you know, you know uh, faith, hmm. believing that uh, God's hallowed name will fill those hollowed places in your heart is something you can't convince someone. Oh. You know, you, you share, but at the end of the day, it's like drinking, right? Yeah. It's like you try to convince your friends, hey, listen, you know, a sober lifestyle is amazing. There's so many benefits. You just can't see them because you're stuck in the thick of this sin or this lifestyle. It's the same with somebody who's searching for love in human beings and never finding true love from God. Um, you try to tell them that some people, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? That's just nonsense. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like they just can't. Um, they just can't see it. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Both, right? Yeah. John 10, 29. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Thank God. 
Exodus 39, 14, there were 12 stones, one for each of the names of the sons of Israel, each engraved like a seal with the name of one of the 12 tribes. I thought that was a really cool thing, that the breastplate uh, that the priest wore had a stone to symbolize every tribe, like that he was carrying them to the presence of, the, of God and offering sacrifices on their behalf, but that there was a constant remembrance the weight of their responsibility, hmm. though they disregarded it, but <laughs> symbolically. Again. Again and again <laughs> and again. But symbolically, it was very cool. Uh, Song of Songs. Song of Songs. Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Mm. Bible's so poetic, folks, isn't it? It's a great, amazing <laughs> literary masterpiece. It is. <laughs> it is awesome. Marco says... Searching for love on earth is so flesh-influenced. Mm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And Lisa says, God's relentless love is continuing to come after me, still leaves me feeling so much gratitude that words cannot fill, so much peace too. Amen. Yes. So good. You know, I um, had a men's Bible study today. Yes. And at some point, it was it was very... Um, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it was a time where I didn't talk very much. I know that that's, you're going to find that shocking, <laughs> but um, I mean, the discussion between the men is always good. And then, you know, the message we were in Mark and uh, we was, you know, reading it, but as it was being read, I, I, I don't know. I, I was in just, being filled with the thoughts of who based on what we were all talking about. And that's why I can't go to one particular scripture or one particular thing, because we, we have a discussion about what's going on in our lives. And then we have talked a little bit about scripture and then we, you know, end in what we can pray for and that kind of stuff. So in the entire combination, I was fairly quiet, but I, I was just through it all reminded of where I was in, you know, cause I think somebody must've asked, you know, how did we grow up as kids? And I was shared just the part that I was, you know, raised Catholic and some of the things I went through. And then, no, I wasn't, I wouldn't have called myself religious in any aspect um, for decades. And then in my late 30s, early 40s, I finally went to a Christian church. I had never been in one before. So it was during that whole process that I, I had this analogy, another analogy of, and, I, and I, this may offend somebody, but I just want to say, you know, if you were obese mm -hmm. and most of your life, you're obese, where this life is not easy when you're obese. I can't imagine it being easy because no. it's hard to go upstairs. You know, it's hard to find a, a seat on the airplane and get the, the seatbelt around you. I've seen people um, uh, just, life. you know, yeah, just tying your shoes or what have you. And it's just like this is a struggle. And then. You have people that lose weight 
and their life completely changes. Things get easier and things are so much less uh, burdensome. And that's how I felt that my life changed over uh, my, my faith in, in Christ getting stronger and, and falling in love with God and, and accepting him as my Lord and Savior, that I had suddenly lost the weight of myself. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it released the burden of me which made life so much easier. Amen. Um, and I just, I was so stuck in that thought process as I was kind of revisiting my life and almost seeing this like, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the clouds opened up, the world went from black, white, and gray to colorful. And in the difficulties, there was hope and there was the feeling of God's love, even when I had cancer and when I was in the hospital with COVID and I wasn't, and I was going to die. Yes. It was like, it changed everything. So true. It, it, it's, it really, as I was sitting there and, you know, it was just, just the, all of it just kind of was like revisiting these, you know, by 10 years at a time, my life and saying, wow, that was kind of a dark time. That was not fun at all. Or, you know, you're going through the experience of finding what Christianity is, that it's not a real, it's not, you know, if you're looking at it as um, being religious, that's not it either. So there was all these moments of time that I was struggling and, and struggling in the quicksand of, and being overweight with sin. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got washed away. It was amazing. And then I was able to share that with the guys at the end. I go, I know I've been really quiet. I had to tell them, I go, I go, but this, this whole thing led me to this idea of, uh, of how I feel now and being with them, you know, in the morning, just that, uh, I'm so grateful, oh, um, free of alcohol, free of so many things that, uh, just drag you down. It, it's a, it's a miracle and God's love throughout it all. He yes. saw it all. He witnessed it all. He was saying, I'm, and he I am and, still with you. And he's still, and yet, I am still with he was still with me. It was pretty amazing. I loved it. It was a, it was a great time with God this morning. Yay. And the guys, the guys are okay. Um, <laughs> well said, Andy. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Lisa says. I totally relate, Andy. I don't hear many people say that I am in love with God. Uh, I am too. I'm so in love and grateful. Just amazing. You know, we had a great dinner with friends. One of those men uh, yes. was who we went to dinner with him and his wife um, and really, really good times. And I think the one thing that we all agreed on is the devastation that alcohol can have on your life and not alcoholism. Now, alcoholism is horrible, but just alcohol and this isn't an AA meeting and you guys do you and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we all had stories of what just a little bit of alcohol can do and what, a, you know, an overabundance of alcohol can do. Right. And so I really um, enjoyed the discussion that we had at, at dinner in a restaurant where people around us were drinking alcohol. For sure. <laughs> and we were able to have the same discussions, the same laughter, um, even clear headed discussions because we did not have the alcohol. Nothing was different at our table than at anybody else's table. And I have to say, which also may not be a very popular point of view right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. So oh, go Lord, ahead. Well, the Lord put it on my heart while she was saying it, but I didn't have the guts to say it to their face, though they probably feel it. Mm. Um, 
So Lisa, who's been very public about it, uh, was an alcoholic. And so she had a very, very traumatic mm. experience, gave her life to Christ, turned it around. And they now have this like amazing marriage. They've always been, it's been a strong marriage, but they're just an amazing couple raised two beautiful kids. Um, and she was telling a story of how their um, oldest son came to, came to the Lord, came to saving faith and how happy they are. And I, I literally instantly felt that the Lord was rewarding them for their oh, obedience. Wow. That like how many stories oh, oh, we miss hear that. of You're the so opposite. Because we hear tons of stories, including my own, of like, you know, where just the prodigal kids, they just don't come home. They're just constantly a mess and mm. constantly a mess. But like their story of the, their sons, a story of, of meeting Jesus was just, it seemed so clear to me that the Lord's like, this is my gift to you for your obedience, for being true to me, for being faithful to me, for turning your lives around, for sacrificing for your children and raising a family. And this is the fruit of that. Being an example. Being an example. Your son is the fruit of your labor. Wow. You know? And so it was just, it's just so beautiful to see. It gave me such hope because you and I always say like, what, what makes the kids go off the rails? Like you look at these parents and you look at the kid, you're like, how did this happen with yeah. those parents? How did this kid happen? You know? Yeah. Um, but also the hope that they do return, you know, you stay faithful and, um, obedient and God will reward that obedience mm. and reward your faith. What I thought was also super important is that, and I needed to hear that <laughs> is that she, she didn't overburden with her sons with pushing faith right. on them, that they walked the walk, talked the talk, but they, they did not force feed them uh, faith or religion. Yeah, that was another beautiful aspect because she yeah. just and that's the thing is, is that they both have so much faith and they were they just walk the walk and talk the talk. They live the mm. lifestyle um, and not just their sobriety, but just being a very good couple together and her being a fabulous mother and um, just, you know, hosting their friends, just just being the light of Christ. And I'm sure though the kids may not have said it out loud, we're just kind of like, I want what you have. Mm. You know, like it, it's an example of what kind of life you want, you know, right. without having to stick them in Sunday school every day. Like that, that's not, I don't know. We just heard so many stories of how that's not necessarily the magic bullet for people. Yeah. When they're young, I mean, you, they come to church right. and do that kind of stuff, but uh, there's a point where you have to allow the, the process to work. Right. Um, and God's magic will take over. God's magic. <laughs> wow, that was really good. I, um, I'm so sad I missed that. That, that. But I believe you're right. Right? Uh, yeah. And we talked about a lot about Lisa, but Ron's pretty amazing too. Yes. I, you know, I mean, as a dude, goes I can say saying. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else, Snugs? No. I wow. So. It's only 30 minutes, but we covered a lot. I think so. I feel like we did. I don't know. How do you guys feel? <laughs> I don't know. I, I expected this. We've been very 50. chatty. You guys have been kind of quiet. I thought I was going to say 50 minutes there for a second. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're watching, don't worry. We can't see you, you know, laying there in bed with your hair in curls. Yes. Uh, just, we don't uh, know when you get on or when you get off. We don't know when you can watch and, and, and not say anything. We'll never know you're watching. But we would love it if you would comment, uh, whether it's live or on a replay. Um, 
on some aspect where you're watching from or what your thoughts are about the devotional or anything that we talked about. That would be awesome. So always encouraging you to uh, please comment when you can. All right. Anything else, my love? That's it. All right. Make sure sure and visit our sponsors too that are in the, in the, um, the description down below and uh, just check out their website. And if you want to send some money to our uh, ministry or buy something from one of our sponsors, that would be great. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God God bless. bless.